Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Care a lot about the fire, fire, floods, and killer bees. About the smack and crack and whack that's in the streets. We care about big things and little things we try. We care about Transformers because more than meets the eye, we care a lot. Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. Good time never feels so good. Come on, Doc. No, really? You chose that over Caroline. Caroline, she's the reason for the word, bitch. Bitch. I hope she's speeding on the way to the club, trying to put her up in the maker of a mirror on something like that, and then she'll drive off the mirror and crash. Is that why you crash. Chose the other one? Huh? Is that why you chose to sing the other one? No, yes. I chose the other one because I'm white. Because I'm white. And I grew up around baseball. And that one movie, Saving Silverman, where Neil Diamond was in it. I think it was Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman? Yeah. Saving Private Ryan? No, 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 no. Saving Silverman. One of the shitty 90s teen sex comedies. Like, uh, Jason, it was, it had Jason Biggs in it. I feel like I know what you're talking about, and that's not the name of it. He didn't have sex with an apple pie in this one, though. That's actually an article I have sitting on my desk we could have gone, we can go into. Is he had uh, sex with an apple pie? No. Zoomers respond, Zoomers reacting to 90s teen sex comedies. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like I... Gracefully, he moves from beyond the camera. I wish there was more room behind the camera. There's not enough room in my fucking living room. Oh man, the level of quality is just rising up and crashing through. That is Doc. And that's Ziggy. This is the flood. Where we take that pop perspective to put the culture in context and make the mainstream make some sense. sense. If it don't make sense, then it won't make dollars. Holla. Do you hear me? You know, do they hear me? You think they hear me? I hope somebody hear me. You know, you ever notice how like everything Optimus Prime says sounds prophetic? Like, literally everything. Dr. Miss Prime? No, like, imagine, like... Ah, uh, that's the new one. Mm. <laughs> Dr. Miss Prime. <laughs> like... Ah, come on, man. If, if, like, you know, Optimus Prime has nothing but quarters and he needs to buy some gas, he's just like, sometimes all you have is change. <sighs> they really did. Like, wasn't, uh... Wasn't James Earl Jones the voice of the original Optimus Prime character? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna Google it while we continue to uh, tell our tell our audience what we have to talk with them about this week. Well, Tom Brady's not retiring. He changed his mind. What? <laughs> we have another lighthouse update. 
on our running theme of Lighthouse updates about fonts. About fonts. About fonts. What what is this what is this like theme you're on here? Like what are you Ask trying Twitter. to get at? About Ask Twitter. Ask because Twitter. Twitter also, I'm sure this has been the internet debate that we're gonna get into the internet debate that has oh. been ravaging everywhere this uh, past week. Breaking news, another lighthouse update. The original voice of Optimus Prime was Peter Cullen and not James Earl Jones. Mm. So, Mufasa uh, and Darth Vader though. And Shredder, right? No, Shredder was James Avery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh what else we got for the people, Zig? Uh the Sunshine Protection Act. The Sunshine Protection? Is this What do you like... think that, what do you think this is about? Sunshine Protection Act. Sunscreen? Is it mandating? Yeah, nope. mm -mm. It's not mandating sunscreen nope. for white uh -uh. people. That would never pass. <laughs> and Congress would never. <laughs> What's your next guess? Sunshine Protection Act. Yep. Is it a law making sundown towns legal? No. Okay. You're, you're not any closer. Damn. Okay, so it's not about racism and it's not about pale white people. No. Um, Which I think might fall under racism as well. <laughs> so then it's totally Mr. Burns trying to convince the town that we should block the sun. No! We will explain the Sunshine Protection Act to you in a little bit. A couple other media updates. Dark Maul's been written out of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So he was going to be in the series, but now he that's no longer, that's a no-go? Yeah, apparently okay. he was written out mid-production thing. Mm, speaking of dropping out uh, at the last minute, Pete Davidson was apparently going to go to space on the Blue Origin, uh, Jeff Bezos's rocket. Oh, the Bezos deck. Yeah, and uh, had to drop out at the last minute of riding Bezos's dick. So, I never would have thought that Austin Powers would be prophetic. Really? I mean, because literally a bald billionaire with a dick-shaped rocket going into space. Colonel, you better take a look at this radar. What is it, son? I don't know, sir, but it looks like a giant dick. Yeah. Take a look out of starboard. Oh my god, it looks like a huge... Pecker! Oh yeah. Wait, that's not a word pecker, it looks like someone's... Privates! We have reports of an unidentified flying object! It is a long, smooth shaft, complete with two balls! What is that? That looks just like an enormous... Wang, pay attention. I was distracted by that enormous flying... Willie. Yeah. What's that? Looks like a giant. Johnson. Yes, sir. Get on the horn to British intelligence and let them know about this. Are you saying Jeff Bezos is more Dr. Evil and less Lex Luthor? Uh, yeah. So how long is it before I Jeff think calling Jeff Bezos Lex Luthor might be giving Jeff Bezos enough, not too much credit. Mm, so how long is it before we see Jeff Bezos paying a uh, little person that looks like him. Is that what you're supposed to call them now? Uh, little, is it little people? 
I feel like, or is it like height impaired? I don't, anyway. How long is it before we see Jeff Bezos walking around with a midget clone of himself? 10 years? You think he's gonna live 10 more years? Dude, he's gonna like Futurama himself. That's what, okay, so hence the little clone Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna Futurama himself. Who do, you think, who do you think will clone themselves first? Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? Hmm. What's to say uh, Vladimir Putin? What's to say XE3957J isn't just another clone of Elon Musk? Wait, wait, wait. What the fuck did you just say? AXE, isn't that what the baby's name is? Oh, I thought you were talking about some, like, Weapon X Wolverine X-Men shit. Um, that's what the fuck they named their baby. So how are we to not assume that that baby isn't actually a weaponized clone of Elon Musk that Grimes was pretending to have before running off to uh, live the rest of her life in solitude with Chelsea Manning? It's like, they probably won't live in solitude. They're gonna run for, like... So Ooh. you're also forgetting Ooh. that means that Elon Musk actually is running a, uh, a sub-governmental base uh, that's headed by William Stryker that's actually enhancing the meta-abilities of humans um, in illegal surgeries mm. and including <laughs> torturous activities like bonding adamantium to a person whose regenerative capabilities are able to withstand the procedure or trying with others and having it fail and trying again. So you know what just made this make even more sense to me after hearing you describe Elon Musk like a villain like that? You know what his origin story is gonna be? Well, Chelsea Manning's gonna run for president, which is gonna make Grimes the first lady because uh, she's gonna win. And Elon Musk will become a villain because it should have been him. It should have been me! That is how he will go bald, stressing about, you know, losing Grimes to Chelsea Manning. And... Yeah, so, yeah, 10 years sounds about right. 10 years for Bezos to have a mini-clone. No, 10 years for Elon to have a mini-clone of himself. After going bald, watching Chelsea Manning and uh, Grimes run the country. Because everything is weird, none of this is normal, guys, bye. It's like, no. Um, there's still, there's still a decent amount to talk about. Uh, a uh, couple of media updates that are uh, pretty noteworthy. Tsunami has got two big ones that we will talk about a little bit. They have set, ordered two new seasons of a series that we have not seen in a long time. And wasn't it like the 29th anniversary of Toonami? Yeah. Right? Uh, is it 29th or is it 25th? And also to celebrate that, they are remastering a Toonami OG. Ooh, so we'll get into that. Uh, we also got some more political updates for you guys. And just a whole bunch of dysfunction. So buckle on up there, buckaroos. And let's tell you about things that have happened this day in history, but one week from today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. So one week from, from today, today that, that we're we, talking right now. No, not really from today, so though. So the day that you'll be hearing this. Actually, it is from today, because normally... Oh, it is actually one week from today. Because we're recording on a Saturday yeah. instead of a Sunday. So, so literally, this day in history, one week from today. And not, and not like a day in the future, but like a week from when we actually drop the pod, which would be this day in history one week from now. March 26th. <laughs>
1804. This is a double whammy. Actually, there's two double whammies on here. 1804. Territory of Orleans organizes in Louisiana Purchase. The same day, Congress orders removal of Native Americans east of Mississippi to Louisiana. Say that one more time, because <laughs> there was a whole lot of history coming at me real fast, like a bullet The same day, history. same right. day. Same day. Territory of Orleans organizes in Louisiana Purchase. So the Territory of Orleans. Yeah. That's what it was called before, when it was under Napoleon's control. Yes. It was the territory, so that whole plot was the Territory of Orleans. Yeah. Okay. And the same day, Congress ordered the removal of all Native Americans east of the Mississippi to Louisiana. So the same day that they bought it, Congress was like, all right. Yep. Guess who's got to get the fuck out of here now, guys? Uh, we got some reorganizing to do. And you know what? This is uh, considered a severance package where you get nothing but grief and sorrow. And um, one might say a trail of tears, but that's a little, um, that's a little foreshadowing. More <laughs> to put that in 2022 speech, get fucked, nerd. Not as fucked as what they did, though. Not, not a boss move. That was pure sarcasm. Okay, so what else do you got? In 1820. Okay. Joseph Smith had his first vision in a wooded area of New York. Dum, 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 dum. Uh, so we're just gonna, you know, celebrate <laughs> more cults on the podcast today. Because ten years later, the Book of Mormons published. Dum, 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 dum. There might be some people who get particularly upset at me calling, like, you know, the Mormons. Shout out Utah. A cult. Um, there go our listeners in Utah. But listen, guys, uh, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it might just make you give up everything you own for and um, make you devote your life to it. <laughs> and then as to have sex with you, never mind. Um, something inappropriate. Trust me, there were tablets, golden tablets in the hat, but only, only he can see them in the hat. Dum, 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 dum. Can you tell we love South Park, guys? <laughs> um, okay, all right, what else do you got for us? All right, in 2005, the iconic series Doctor Who returns to television. So it had, it had aired before and Oh yeah, Doctor Who was on TV for like decades before. I think it ran through the eight. How long was it off? So it ran from 1963 to 1989, and then came back on the air in 2005. So yes. Yeah. So from and has been running since 89 to 2005. However, the law of the four math permits this. Um, and Mash would never. Is that still the long... That can't be the longest-running sitcom anymore, right? It's gotta be, like, fucking My Big Fat Greek Idiot. No, what is it? Um, no, Big Bang Theory. Fuck that show. <laughs> I said My Big fuck Fat Greek show. Idiot. Fuck that show and fuck James Harden. Uh, fuck Wizards of the Coast. Why? This is, well, yeah, fuck Wizards of the Coast. Um, fuck the Republican Party. Fuck uh, Konami. Fuck Putin. Vladimir. Um, maybe, maybe not. Fuck uh, Vladimir. Yeah, 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 you know what? Fuck, fuck Vladimir. Yeah. Um, fuck Vlad. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis for sure. Uh, fuck Ted Cruz. What's uh, the most American thing you can do on the count of three? One, punch Ted two, Cruz in the face. Um, That's the same thing as punching a Nazi, though. Ah, uh, so, you know, I didn't say punch Ted Cruz in the face, but I did say punch a Nazi in the face. So if you feel that Ted Cruz is a Nazi, 
Captain America canonically punched Hitler in the face. Do your own research. <laughs> and by research, I mean punch Tech Punch the fucking Nazi. <laughs> that's all the research you need. Anyway, in 2000... I'm sorry, sir. It was a social experiment. 2013, Ariana Grande's first single, The Way, released. Damn, so this was 2013. Uh, was Sam and still running at that time? Oh, the pilot episode debuted on Jan uh, June 8, 2013. So she started Sam and Cat around the same time she started her musical career. Hmm. And uh, what was the song? The Way? The Way. Isn't that the one she did with Mac Miller, Rest in Peace? Didn't know she used to date? Yeah. She also dated Pete Davidson. Yes, and this one did have Mac Miller in it as well. So, yes. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. And the last one I have, in 2018, Black Panther becomes the highest grossing domestic superhero at the time of its release. Damn. I'm pretty sure that's since been broken by, by Spider-Man. Spider I mean, Spider-Man out there putting in work. Morbius could never... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord uh, the You know how frustrated I am About the Morbius movie Yes um, And not the movie Just Jared Leto him. Wow Alright listen here Calm down Christian Bale uh, What we don't need You know in the Powerpuff Girls The villain Him, him. Yeah. Are you saying that Jared Leto Is a transvestite lobster a transgender lobster creature cause I feel like it's accurate crab people crab people yeah you know how they think uh, celebrities and the uh, the elite are all lizard people what if we part crab and we part people <laughs> Jared Leto definitely seems like he might be part crab <laughs> I showed you the video of him trying to be Kurt Cobain, right? It's fucking creepy. As creepy as Jim Carrey doing Andy Kaufman, because they say that Jim leaned real hard into that Andy Kaufman. Mm -hmm. And like, Andy Kaufman's, even Andy Kaufman's, I think it was like his daughter or something like that, was like, it was kind of like freaky that like, cause Jim kind of like talked to her as he was like Andy. And I'm just like, I don't know how I would feel about that, right? Like, it'd be one thing for you to be making, like, a biographical movie about, like, my parent or my significant other. But if I show up to set, like, don't talk to me like them. Like, yeah, that's, I, I, I don't know. Me personally, I feel like that's just kind of disrespectful, especially if the person is dead. But I get the whole, to an extent, I get the whole method actor thing. Right, yeah. uh, that just feels like too method actory, and it's one of them things that make me feel like I don't know if I really want to meet Jim Carrey in person. You know what I mean? What the fuck do you think Jared Leto is trying to is doing? Uh, yes, as a method acting, trying to be a fucking vampire. Would you say that Jim Carrey is the Jared Leto of? <laughs> Stop it! I know. No, I know. I know that's not fair. That's not fair to Jim Carrey at all. At all. Let me think on what would be the Jared Leto of comedy, though. Uh, Nicolas Cage? No, that's not no. fair to Nicolas Cage either. Uh, Nicolas Cage said that he wants to be a Batman villain. Like, if they keep doing the Batman, like Robert Pattinson. Did you see it yet? 
Um, no, I have not seen it yet. Unfortunately, my babysitter canceled on me, so I had to get my tickets refunded. Thank God I was able to get my tickets refunded. I will probably have to wait to watch it now. Gotcha. We will not spoil the movie for me, but... Nope. <laughs> we can talk about what uh, Batman villain it would be cool to see Nicolas Cage play. Uh, he could totally be the rep. I don't feel like he would have made as good of a Riddler, so... Ooh, I got one for you. Ready? Who? Dr. Hugo Strange. Ah, so the uh, when I saw this discussion on the internet, uh, in the article, uh, that was one of the people that came up was Dr. Hugo Strange, and somebody said, Patrick Stewart, and I'm like, okay, yeah. You're only saying that because he's bald. bald. Exactly. Like, I'm like, yes, he's, he's bald, and he's Patrick Stewart, right? But yeah. I feel like... To get these, the kind of unhinged that Doctor Hugo Strange was in the comic books, I feel like uh, Nicolas Cage could definitely do that. Um, two things: one, it's Sir Patrick Stewart, and two, you're absolutely right, especially after seeing trailers for the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, <sighs> isn't that the Nicolas Cage movie about, about Nicolas Cage. Cage played by Nicolas yes. Cage? Yes. Uh, hey, Mark Zuckerberg, that's meta. <laughs> Another one people were suggesting is Two-Face, right? Because we need a new Two-Face. Um, I, those I are think both he's very, too old for Two-Face at this point. I'm like, why not Mad Hatter? That's just setting him up to go full Nick Cage. <laughs> And not to where like this is a this is like oh man Nick Cage is killing it to be like wow uh, what was the crocodile? This is a Nick Cage movie. King Croc or whatever. Um, some people said that. Um, Killer Croc? Yeah, Killer Croc. I don't know why I said King Croc. Um, Killer Croc. I can see him another with one. Man Bat. Uh, the the puppet guy. Toy Master? Yeah. Uh, is it Toy Master the one that's actually like? Oh up? no. Um, Scarface. No. No, it's not Scarface. No, the one that's actually like a puppet. Yeah, and he has a ventriloquist. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his fucking name. But he was all t he was in the, sh the the animated series all the time. Yeah. No, that'd be a good one. I could totally see that. Oh, his name is Scarface. You're right. Scarface and the ventriloquist. So yeah, no, that would I I, I, could, I think that would be really cool. That, I think that would be a good one for Nick Cage. I just don't know how they would put that into the movie, right? Like, how do you? So that doesn't make. I feel like, like that Nick character Cage totally convince himself that he's crazy, so crazy that he can't take his hand out of this puppet. Um, but I also feel like that character is a side character. Right, it's not the main villain of the movie. You How can you manage to be the main villain? I. That's fair, but I kind of want to, you know, see where this goes. Right, like, is this gonna be Jim Carrey Riddler territory? Fuck that, no. Or are we going to get like, could we get a Heath Ledger level performance out of Nicolas Cage as a Batman villain? Because the obvious one would be the Joker, right? Like. Could you imagine what Nick Cage's rendition of the Joker would what be would like? What would Nick Cage's Scarecrow be like? Oh, that was another one people were saying too. Scarecrow would be good. 
I think Scarecrow would be more plausible. Like, than imagine the... him doing his Nick Cage laugh at somebody's face, like, while they're tripping on tear gas. Right. And that's more plausible than the ventriloquist and Scarface, right? Yeah. Um, and it's also not as... I don't... I, I feel like obvious as Two-Face, right? Mm -hmm. Like, putting Nick Cage in Two-Face would be obvious. Uh, but it's not as out there as Killer Croc. Uh, so... Besides, he's already been Two-Face. Or at least Face-Off. Uh... <laughs> who do you think is gonna be the next Joker? I... Mm-hmm. Right, because that's a heavy casting decision, right? And if we've gone with Robert Pattinson as Batman... Well, we have to go with Tom Holland. What about... <laughs> you know people are going to suggest him. It's just a matter of time. No, dude. No. Who would you put up against that's not Taylor Lautner, right? <laughs> um, up against Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like, how, like... Acting wise, uh, oh, just like an actor that you, I think would go good against yeah, him. Yeah, that you think he would have good like on-screen like animosity and chemistry with, right? Like that real dynamic. Yeah, my answer is gonna make you real fucking happy. Is it Brad Pitt? No. Okay. Paul Bettany. Mmm. As the Joker. Just as a person in his rogue gallery. I could actually see Paul Bettany as the Joker, um, but he's also pretty set on playing Vision, so I don't know what kind of like casting conflict that would create. Hmm, all right, give me another second, then. Killian Murphy, the dude from Peaky Blinders. Oh, you mean the guy that's... He's already been Scarecrow. Oh, oh, he was Scarecrow. He oh. was the, the... Yeah, Scarecrow uh, in uh, that Batman Begins. Begin. Uh, okay, so... Hmm. Ooh, what about Jesse Eisenberg? I'm sorry. Oh, you know who would be? I was gonna say, you know who would be good to play uh, Scarface? Right, so they should do, hear me out, hear me out. Nicolas Cage is the ventriloquist and Peter Dinklage is Scarface. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know if you can pay Peter Dinklage enough to sit on Nicolas Cage's hand the entire time. <laughs> or even be CGI'd in. Uh, Willem Dafoe is up here, and I'm like, ooh, Willem Dafoe is the Joker, though. Uh, that would put, like, a huge age gap between the Joker and Batman, though. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that large. That's what she said. Like, it should be fine. It's fine if the Joker is older. Actually, it makes, it makes sense if the Joker is older. Fuck, yeah, I know, that's really hard. Um, okay, let's not spend too much time thinking about who could be the Joker. Um, speaking of jokes, uh, we didn't get to talk about this last week while we were talking about racist things happening, uh, but Ryan Coogler was mistaken for a bank robber while uh, making a transaction from his own bank account, right? And before you say it, no, she wasn't. The bank teller was actually a black woman um, hmm. who mistaked Ryan Coogler for a bank robber based on his getup, which was um, his attire, which was COVID 
protocol attire. He was wearing like a face covering and um, like a hat and shit like that because it's cold and a jacket and gloves. So she, you know, he handed her a note that was like, I want to withdraw $10,000 from my account, but I'm not trying to be loud about it. So can we be discreet? And she thought that that was a sign that she was being robbed. Uh, um, and they, it even went as far as to end up, or Ryan Coogler ended up in handcuffs, but obviously, once his identity was confirmed and was confirmed with the bank account he was trying to withdraw his money from, um, there was some egg on people's faces. Yeah. Um, Way to go, you know, just like, calling the cops on one of the biggest directors in Hollywood. At the, like, yeah, no, like, seriously, and it just, it makes, obviously, the answer to the question is, of course the fuck not, but I'm sure, you know, no white director has been mistaken for a bank robber. It's not like only black people rob banks. Also, who the fuck is robbing banks still? <laughs> Way more efficient to rip off retail stores. It's, Who's robbing banks when there's so much credit fraud? Oh God, who's robbing banks when there's so much credit card fraud to be had right now? Right? People's committing PPE loans like one, two, right. three, NFT. Bitch, get a Let crypto scam money going. for some free. Right, right. Crypto scams is like left and right. If I get one more fake Instagram follower that has like a normal looking page or no excuse me has a private page at first so you accept them to see who you who it is right because it could be a potential fan because I mean even though we are a varying in rate podcast <laughs> we do still have some listeners and subscribers right and we appreciate you each and every one of you right so when somebody sends me a request to follow me on social media, I usually try to accept it at first, right? Yeah. And then, uh, especially when the page is private, because, you know, you got to respect people's uh, privacy out here. You know, this shit is important. You got to remain safe on the socials and the interwebs, because scammers. Uh, <laughs> Scammer gonna scam. Yeah. You know, you accept that shit, and the next thing you know, people is in your inbox hitting you up talking about, did you know you could make $2,000 in one week just by mining crypto with your phone, bro? All you gotta do is send me your cash app, and I'll show you how you can flip $20 into $4,000. This is real. I'm trying to bless you, my G. Like, don't pass this opportunity up. And it's like, the energy you're speaking with right now, mm-hmm, Makes me feel like that's the energy you were texting me with yesterday when you were trying to talk about how we kill Superman. Oh, to give it, listen. Convincing you to kill Superman is more believable than me making four and five thousand dollars in a week mining crypto off of my phone with my 5G. That's how I feel about that. So stay out of my fucking inbox with the crypto scams, people, please. Thank you. No more Cash App scams. I know it's getting warmer earlier than we expected, and you hoes is fitting to act a fool, but, but, COVID ain't done with y'all yet, despite everybody feeling like COVID is done with us. So maybe cool it 
with the scams for a minute. Perfect. So then what we'll do is get Darkseid to narrate Superman's favorite book on Audible, because I guarantee you with all the flying soups does he use an Audible account. And while he's confused as to why he's why being he? read Pride and Prejudice by Deep Grizzled Get Soothing Voice of Darkseid, we'll have Doomsday sneak up and beat him to death with your chain whip, coated in kryptonite we stole from Batman. See the real the real rub in that plan is we have to figure out how to steal kryptonite from Batman. But but the second part of my plan was is we actually don't steal the kryptonite from Batman. We bargain it by selling Batman an NFT, right? An NFT, not just any NFT, right? It is an NFT of a a video gif from the night his parents were murdered, right? And he'll totally be Totally like, not saved on another server. He'll be like, how did you get this? And we'll be like, Raz al Ghul. And then he'll be And then like, he's gonna like show up to the Batcave and he's gonna be sitting there with his fingers crossed like he always does, hood off, staring at the Batcomputer and just has the NFT on the screen. And Alfred walks up and he's like, what is that, sir? And he's like, an NFT of my parents being murdered and my life changing forever. So and Alfred's just like, Sir, you know they have that saved, Stu. After you get the kryptonite from Batman. We rub it all over the chain. We we cover the we cover the Castlevania chain in it. Right. And, and then we give it to Darkseid. Give it to Doomsday. Doomsday, right? And we don't even need to bribe Doomsday, right? Because Doomsday already has a bone to pick. Just with Superman. wants to kill Superman. So we give him the kryptonite chain. Right. And while Superman is reading To Kill a Mockingbird, because his favorite book is not Pride and Prejudice, I found out that Superman's favorite movie is To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, so most likely his favorite book is also To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, <laughs> so while Superman is listening to- Some sound inductive reasoning. To, to, to Kill a Mockingbird with both of his earphones in, because you know, you know, the guy who has supersonic hearing thinks that he could probably hear through those Dark Side, Dark Side is just gonna boom tube Doomsday right in there. Cause you know Dark Side's got that grizzled yet somehow soothing voice. So, you know, Superman is gonna be confused, right? He's gonna be like, what the fuck is this? I never thought one of my greatest arch nemesises could- Nemesis? Nemesis? Could calm me down so much by reading my favorite story to me, right? And while he is enamored with how much he is enjoying being read to kill a mockingbird by Darkseid, that is when Doomsday will sneak up and beat the living dog shit out of him, Castlevania style, with a And that is more believable than the crypto scams you guys keep trying to there is no way you can mine crypto with your cell phone i don't care it's it's fucking absurd stop it stay out of my inbox with that bullshit before i send you another long uh thought piece on how we could murder some more of america's favorite pop culture icons or you know what you could just do send them links the podcast every three minutes yeah but i don't want the podcast to get like uh doxxed or like our fucking networks and stuff to get shut down because these crypto scammers get like pissed off or whatever but Make still stay out of my inbox and call it the mud with jv smooth and pete davidson mm. 
I, I feel like J.B. Smooth don't want to be anywhere near Pete Davidson right now anyway. Um, but on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back at you guys with some more from The Flood. The World. You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. The internet had two raging debates this week. Uh, just two? <laughs> Two of non-consequence. So you noticed there were two raging debates going on on the internet. Or two of the raging debates you noticed going on on the internet this week were... One of them is... In the Lighthouse update... Okay. Times New Roman is the only acceptable font. And I disagree. Mmm. So, acceptable in what sense? Right? Like... Like, all your shit should just be Times New Roman. And I think... Clearly, Ariel and Veranda are obvious uh, ones. Okay. Cambria should be fine. And personally, I like the classic look of New Courier, and I'm a sucker for permanent marker just because so, I think it looks the best personally because it like looks. Like I was my gonna say unless, but really like God, Times New Roman is so boring. Unless we're typing in like Wingdings or some really out there calligraphy style font, right? And I I wouldn't even mind some basic like calligraphy style font. If you're typing me like a personal email or like if it's a blog post and to add a little flair, you put like, you know, some uh, 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 parchment paper background. And also, you can just like change the font on it. So where did the Times New Roman supremacy come in? Like, is that just what I, like, is that just what we've settled into? Right. Like how we call plastic storage wear Tupperware. Like, I'm pretty sure it's Russian bots because what they're really saying is Times really? New Russian. Oh, we won't acknowledge that reach. We won't acknowledge that reach. I do feel like it's also a reach, though, to say that Times New Roman is the only acceptable font when you do have Ariel Veranda. and Veranda. Um, I don't know how often I would use Veranda, though. Ariel's always a, a fine one. I feel like that's the default, right? Like, I feel like when you go on Word or whatever... It's program. the default because in like kindergarten when they had like the the wall of the alphabet like wrapping around the room, all of it was in veranda. That's in veranda. Uh, I feel like Ariel is the default because of alphabetical order, right? <laughs> like, I uh, I feel like this is silly, and the internet is always arguing over silly shit, guys. Uh, like this one. Oh, more silly shit, guys. Come on, let's get it together. What do we? You have probably have heard this one. Okay. But what are there more of in the world? Doors or wheels? I have not heard of this one. Um, my time. This has been internet ravaging the internet. Is not. What do you think there is more of? Doors or wheels? So do cabinets count? Yes. Cabinet do cabinetry doors count. Yeah. So do hot cars, hot wheels, cars, wheels. Do hot wheel car doors count? If they open. So they have to. The qualification is it has to open in order to be considered a door. And close. I feel like that's a bit of semantics, but it. No, it's not. It's. It's not. No. You could. So, when the Rock ripped his fucking gate out of the ground, 
It's not being a door. It's not being a door. But it's still an open pathway to get into an area, right? So like if then it's not a door. But it's, it's an a open doorway. path with a, it's a bar door. on the side. So what you're saying is doorways don't count, but it doors. has to be a door. It has to have a it has to have a door. So it can't be a doorway. Yeah. So it has to have a, a door with a handle or like the push thingy like so in the flat, wild wild west. So flat tires and tires and landfills don't count then, right? No, those count. So how did those count but doorways don't? Uh, because those are still wheels, and doorways are the lack of a door. But they're not functioning. No, a doorway is an access point into another area, just like a door. So, if a door is non-functional without the opening and closing part, then I argue that broken and busted tires cannot be included in but this argument. But if you stand either. up that broken or busted tire at top of a hill and roll it, it's gonna it's roll. It's not gonna roll, it's gonna flop to the side because it's got a huge gash in it, or it's all fluffy. It'll roll a little. And you can, It'll roll for a little bit. And you can walk through a fucking doorway without a door. But th there's no door! There's a, still the structure of a door. Just there, like there is a hole where the door wishes that it was. And there is a piece of rubber in place of something that should be a tire. There's a joke very close there that I am not going to touch. All I'm saying is, is that this argument is stupid and the internet has... Listen, I know that we're all depressed because uh, it looks like China might be about to help Russia, which could escalate this Ukraine travesty a whole lot further. I'm just um, upset that like you, you instead of trying to think on the levels of all of the doors and wheels, you just you were just trying to argue semantics. You were like, no, but how is the absence of a door not a door? Uh, cause I don't know. Fuck is this string theory? I was gonna say it's black hole like theory. Law school. Um. <laughs> Law school. <laughs> Not saying I've ever been to law school. I'm just saying I may have considered it. At legal, point. legal. Um, legal, legal. Let us know if a doorway counts, if a flat tire counts. I just, I need to know for argument reasons because it helps determine it. I mean, obviously it would help determine whether there are more doors slash doorways than there are tires slash flat tires. Because uh, I don't understand how you, you're, a you're, flat tire got You said no. tire. I said wheel. Oh, wheel. Wheel. What do you think there are more of? Doors or wheels? So what counts as a wheel then? Right? Does a tire count as a wheel? Yes. So that counts as a wheel. So then does the steering wheel of a car count as a wheel? All right. That's a good question. That's a good question. Does a ship, like, do ship wheels count? No. Ships have rudders. Not old-timey ones. I'm talking about the thing you use to steer the runners. Oh! Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, paddle boats. The old peg things, the, like Captain Jack Spiro. Sparrow. Spiro! Captain Jack Spiro! No, Captain Jack Sparrow would stand behind and go, where's the rum? Yeah, no, those wheels. Um, what about cartwheels? Do cartwheels count? <laughs> <laughs> and if cartwheels count, then how come doorways don't? <laughs> this argument is stupid.
I think I just proved this argument is stupid. Um, and China is, it looks like China may be, uh, hopefully not, I don't know, by the time you hear this, we should know whether or not China is going to send aid to Russia in all of this. Oh, lovely. I don't know what that aid looks like, but I'm pretty sure Russia is asking for military assistance. The scary part is, is with the way China has been with Taiwan lately, I feel like in the South China Sea, I feel like if Russia agrees to help China when it, you know, decides to make that move, then we could be looking at World War III here. But not to scare anybody, because there are definitely more doorways than wheels. <laughs> Life has many doors, Ed boy. I mean, a car has four doors just like it has four not wheels. Not if it's coupe. Not if it's a motorcycle. And it has five because it has a trunk. So the trunk counts as a door? Do the windows count as doors because they open and close? No, they're parts of the door. How not? They open and close. God. Legal Eagle, get at us. Then do windows count as doors? Because technically you can enter and exit through them and they open and close. So does it have to swing open and close? No, because then that would get rid of sliding doors. <sighs> anyway. No, this internet, this argument has been all over the internet. Uh, you know what they weren't arguing about, though? The, like, 18 billion in aid that they're going to send to Ukraine to um, help in its efforts to stave off the Russian invasion, uh, which at this point is looking more and more like an act of terrorism. Yep. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, um, it was almost a unanimous decision to send the $18 billion in aid to Ukraine all the while, um, and not to be this guy, but, <laughs> but they are steadily rolling back the COVID relief efforts. As a matter of fact, a huge portion of COVID relief stimulus was left out of the spending bill that was just passed uh, in order to prevent a government shutdown, right? Um, the Republicans kind of pigeonholed the Democrats to removing a decent amount of that COVID relief package in order to avoid the government shutdown. And I'm still trying to figure out how exactly it is the minority party is running the fucking country right now, right? Like, um, hey, Brandon, pull your fucking pants up, buddy. Like, I know we want to be Mr. Civil and Mr. Righteous right now in the face of adversity we're Man. trying to... Listen, I know we're trying to uh, restore some sense of formality, right, and professionalism to the idea that is the American dream and the American lifestyle, but that doesn't happen if we continue to let the loud, noisy, ignorant people determine how we're going to run the country. No, I 100% agree with you. It's fucking bananas to me, yo. Like, it's really... Hold on, let me check the video. And I'm not trying to belittle the effort that is aiding Ukraine and what is clearly like a violation of like a huge human rights violation right or huge human rights travesty i can't right? keep up with all of the news to put a steady narrative through line through it um the russian military is now increasingly attacking uh civilian and claiming that they're you know uh resistance hotspots right hospitals schools they uh just it it's insane right and 
Putin is refusing. Now he's uh, taking the Fox News tactic, right? And being like, they're trying to cancel me, right? When I'm trying to get rid of these Nazis over here in Ukraine. That's the whole, his whole excuse is there's Nazis mm -hmm. over there trying to push the separatist movement. <laughs> Did you see that they uh, tried to release a deep fake video of Vladimir Zelensky? No. South Park, Matt Stone and Trey Parker did a better job <laughs> at this uh, deep at their deep fake series than these people did, um, which is just wild to me, right? Uh, it was almost like a shit post. It looked like <laughs> where they were trying to make it sound like Vladimir Zelensky was surrendering and saying he was going to flee the country and all that stuff, and that he that the Ukrainians just need to stop fighting and let uh, Putin come in and take over and all that shit. Um, it was it was bad. It was very easily detectable uh, deep fakery, right? I've seen uh, pornos with better deep fake technology than that shit, son. So is um, the Italian Senate. Cannot be understated how much rallying needs to be done around this. Even uh, I sent you that Reddit, that Ask Reddit, um, yeah. where they were trying to see how Russian Redditors felt about the invasion and everything that was happening. And uh, one of the things that like was mentioned that I feel like needs to be mentioned now is of course we're asking Reddit. So you look at the typical age of the people yeah. on Reddit and of course the view was probably going to be skewed more towards one direction than the other. Um, most of the Russian Redditors were saying that the, the youth population of Russia absolutely does not see the point in this invasion. They see through the propaganda. Um, they think the war is totally unnecessary and a at a detriment to the Russian people, right? They think it, they see it as the last stand of a madman, right? Um, most of the Russian Redditors, right? And then, of course, that's probably a small population of Russia. Yeah. Right, uh, but what they were saying is is that is the older generation that is falling for a lot of this propaganda, very similar to what is happening here, right? And let's not forget that despite amount that the right wants you to forget that this is actually a thing, um, Russia pretty much was charged with destabilizing and corrupting the 2016 election yep. between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, right? So they're good at, they, they know who these tactics work on because they were doing it and they have been doing it in Russia for like a decade, if not almost two decades Yeah, now, right? Like Putin has been in power for a while um, and he's been running the same kind of plays over there that we have recently seen pop up over here. Mm -hmm. um, it's sad, man. And unfortunately, these sanctions, they hurt the poor people more, right? Like, the, them rolling back this COVID relief hurts poor people more, right? Like, the yeah. people who don't have money to get out of the country in time, right? Don't have anywhere to go and would have to wait in refugee camps and stuff like that. Um, the people who don't have money to go get vaccinated now or to go get tested are soon going to have to pay for it because the government over here is not going to pay for vaccinations and stuff anymore. And I just feel like this war 
you know, this war we're seeing, because it really is like a covert war going on, on poor people, son. Um, of course, they make it seem like who's being targeted by these sanctions are like the elites over here. Like, oh, we're not letting the Democrats run your lives and tell you how you have to uh, manage your health care, right? And over in Russia, it's like, oh, we're trying to uh, get rid of these Nazis and we're not letting uh, these fake crisis actors corrupt you, the Russian people, right? Um, And here, like I said, the sanctions, oh, we're targeting the Russian oligarchs because they have all the money, but they have all the money, right? Yeah. So when these systems that they are in control of shut down because they can't access their money, they they don't have to suffer because they've already made contingency plans for this. That's the reason why we're able to snatch up a lot of their money, right? Is because, or, and also the reason why we're having such a hard time snatching up some of their money is because they've moved all of their money out of the country. The, not to say that the ruble is worth nothing, but it's like far down the economic scale as far as currency goes. So they're not keeping their money in Russia. Yeah. Um, and once again, the Russian people suffer for that shit. N- now with like wheat and things being sanctioned and all, and Russia like you know halting its production and of that stuff because of the war effort and Ukraine not being able to like poor countries are once again getting ready to get hit with a food crisis now right so people won't be able to get access to cheap uh, food sources like the wheat that is grown in Russia and all that we've already seen gas prices go up and that doesn't affect people who have like four or five cars or could store up on gasoline for as long as they need to right like none of that shit matters for them but it affects us yeah right like (laughs) so i i just really you know i i want to drill home the point that once again i'm preparing i'm getting y'all prepared for the fact that this is midterm season we are getting ready to be in midterm season and things are already ramping up the democrats are consistently shooting themselves in the foot at what i'm gonna call once again here on purpose except for one oh yeah except for one is that our democratic Council. Interrola <gasps> County Democratic Central Committee District 32 C104. One Sir Daniel Robinette Vote for me. Glennon. I would too. Listen, uh, no, when you go out and go out and vote with your wallets this time, guys, uh, because the money is the only place we're gonna hit them that hurts. Uh, and you gotta vote for people who are not not aligned with your ideology, right? Because they're spinning ideologies like them signs on the corners at this point, right? Like, do you support LGBTQ rights? Do you want to see Mexican people kicked out of the country? Yeah. <laughs> do you want? Do you think Black Lives Matter? Do you think we should get rid of CRT? Like, that, listen, they're gonna be out there waving more flags than the fucking uh, UN headquarters. <laughs> listen, get ready for it. Dude, it is going to be another fucking shit show. 
another circus act and it you gotta you gotta do you're going to have to do your due diligence to sift through the monkey shit you want to know about another uh, circus act find that gold kernel laying in that turn because it's gonna get hectic the circus sunshine protection act speaking of politics <laughs> what is these circus, or no, excuse me, what is the Sunshine Protection Act? So what the Sunshine Protection Act is having us stay in daylight savings time forever. Okay. okay. So what that would mean is it would get... Now the name makes sense. It would get darker later, but it would get... Hold on. It would get light... Later. Stay light later. But get darker earlier? Hold on. No. It would get darker later. Yes. But it would get lighter later. Right. So the morning would be later. One hour. Yeah. 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 No, see, that's why we need to. I feel like this is just kind of dumb. It's unnecessary and it's confusing. For no reason, and it doesn't do anything because we don't need to save time for crops anymore. Isn't that why it started? Like for for the harvest? Like I get if farmers need to do that, then set y'all own clocks. Why the whole country got it? It actually started. I remember. I think I looked this up recently. It started in Germany in the turn of the 20th century. Right for um, for farmers, I thought. Right. It was for something to save money. To save money, to go to the go to bed, cut your lights off earlier, cause you know that way it won't cost the government. Rich people. Again, I think it actually right? might have been something like that. See, rich people continuing to tell us poor people how to live because it's costing them money, as if they don't have enough money. So this time, when you go out and vote this this fall, make sure you're voting for your wallet. And not just, you know, to keep CRT out of schools. Or Dan Glennon. And for Dan Glennon. Because Dan Glennon would vote for me. Because Dan Glennon would have preschool teachers teaching your kids about the Trail of Tears and, um, you know, and, oh, oh, and... With graphics. And the Black Wall Street Massacre in preschool when they should be learning about it. With graphics. With graphics. Just like Mouse, right? The book Mouse, right? Great book. And Dan would also make it mandatory so that everybody had to watch Moonlight in third grade, right? Uh, he wants third graders watching Moonlight and Call Me By Your Name would be replacing the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> or not Call Me By Your Name, Montero would replace the Pledge of Allegiance. So vote for Dan Glennon. He wants your kids to learn about gay stuff and black stuff. Um, <laughs> And on that note, we're going to take a break and come talk about more black stuff. Fuck it, I'm 40. It's Fuck It, I'm 40 podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't be a dick. 
So, in anime news, in anime news, we are getting two new seasons of the sequel series to Fooly Cooly from Toonami uh, for their 25th anniversary. Two days ago, I think it was, Twitter, the Toonami, or the Adult Swim Twitter tweeted out that it was the 25th anniversary to uh, Toonami's founding on Adult Swim and the Cartoon Network. Along with that, they announced that they will be putting out, what, you said two new seasons of Full And the, there's one that has me much more excited. Uh, and that, I believe, is the re... Uh, the remastering of Gundam Wing. The year is after Colony 195, Operation Meteor. In a move to counter the Alliance's tyranny, rebel citizens of certain colonies scheme to bring new arsenals to the Earth, disguising them as shooting stars. However, the Alliance headquarters catches on to this operation. Ooh, so the the one that we grew up with. Yes, oh, ah. the one with Hero, with yeah. Hero and Duo, Catra, Troa, and Mufei. Um, so not G Gundam, but Gundam Wing. Yeah. G Gundam, I think, was also overrated. What? What? We about to fight at this table because G Gundam oh, you gonna, was... The, the burning fist? Yo, yes. Yes. Son, all about that shit. My brother has the uh, fucking tattoo, though. The King of Hearts tattoo on his fucking head. Oh, for real? So, yeah, yo. We was all about... That's the whole reason why I love mech animes. Is because of G Gundam, right? God, Gundam Wing was so good, though. Gundam Wing was good, though. Um, Gundam Wing was definitely thought it was smarter than it was. I think... And I realized that watching it later. Blood Orphan, think, though, has the best storyline. I do need to finish Blood Orphan. Blood Orphan, I feel like, has the best storyline. I feel like G Gundam is definitely... Definitely the Gundam I would show other people. It's to like get the Power Rangers of Gundam. Gundams. That's that's fucked up, but it's fair. <laughs> um, I feel like you're belittling what was a classic. <laughs> like I feel like that was definitely my gateway into mech anime. Um, just like Tenchi Muyo was my gateway into harem anime. <laughs> I'm very excited because Gundam Wing is one of those animes that's had like very rich, vibrant action. But it's harder to watch because it's a show that deserves better animation. I feel like there's a lot of... See, but that's the problem that we have now, right? And I'm okay with Cartoon Network doing this for their 25th anniversary, but you just hit on that point that it's like... Some are fine the way they are. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho is actually fine the way it is. I love 90s anime, right? Like, the animation style and, like, the attention to detail of 90s anime, I feel like that's the reason why so many people love anime now, right? Like, Gundam even... Gundam so flashy, though. Like the, the classic gatekeepers of anime, right, still grew up on that style of anime. Um, where, like, the fucking water was so sparkly, you hated it when you went to the beach because it didn't look like the water in anime. Fucking raindrops on sidewalks. Gundam Wing is one of my favorite scenes in the entirety of anime. And I think it's in, like, the first or second episode. And Hero, like, 
crashes onto Earth and he sneaks into the boarding school, right? Yeah. Where, where, goes. And, uh, he, like, they're out in front of, like, all their classmates and Relita walks up and she's like, here you go. It's an invitation for my birthday party. And he takes it and he just, like, rips it and it, like, spirals out of his hands, like, in front of him. And he walked right past her, wipes the tear away from her eye and says, I'll kill you. Dun, dun, dun. Wow, that sounds... That almost sounded like some tuxedo mask shit until you got to the whole I'll kill you part, right? Yeah, like, no, it, uh, it's one of those anime clips out of context where just people are like, this is anime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Without just like trying to scare them with like a JoJo clip, you can just show them that and be like, this is anime. Speaking of anime, Ashley is watching um, this new Netflix anime called Kantaro Lives Alone. Um, I've heard about this. Yeah, it's some anime about, like I said, it's Netflix produced about this uh, little boy who's, I, I guess, mom dies, right? And, like, he's getting her uh, life insurance checks, but nobody has told him that his mom is dead yet. Um, yeah, so he's living alone in the apartment off of their life in, her, his, her life insurance checks, and uh, his neighbor has come in to check up on him, and interact with him and stuff and it it's a cute and endearing anime right it's and it's like a slice of life kind of deal and those tend to especially nowadays with you emo motherfuckers be on the sadder side of things uh, my life in april or my life in april so oh, an anime it goes like this is an anime you watch literally to cry like, like, dude, what was that other one, Tuesday and something, the one about the two girls in the singing yeah. competition? Yeah, like, Slice of Life animes can be cool, especially when you're over the giant robots fighting giant mutant people that can only be cut in the back of the neck that are on their way to hunt down Dracula, right? <laughs> Alright, attack on, attack on Evangelion. <laughs> attack on Evangelionvania. Right. Slice of Life animes can be a nice little palate cleanser, but I just, I don't, I don't know, dude. It's, I can't right now. Like, the sad shit right now. Um, you know what's a really, really good palate cleanser? Trash true crime. Vegan food. Mm. So how do you feel about vegan food? I actually had some vegan pasta tonight, and it was really good. Pasta was made from vegetables, actually. Oh, like zucchini noodles mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, zucchini noodles are cool to cook with. I've been cooking with more vegetables lately, and I've been trying to cook more vegetable-heavy meals. <laughs> I don't think I would ever make the jump to going vegan, but, um... You know what's not a palate cleanser? Bad vegans. I was going to say stiffing your employees or their shifts and wages and... Uh, so what was that restaurant she, okay, so if pure you don't know, so pure food and wine. So if you don't know, we about to get you hip. Netflix's number one trending program in America right now is something called a true crime documentary called Bad Vegan. Um, it, about Samara, uh, I don't know. How Samra? Sarma, 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 Sarma. That's what it was. Sarma. Um, it's a really weird name for a white lady to have, right? Yeah, right. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to be that guy, but also probably you, the daughter of a flower child. I 
So Sarma is a vegan, right? Who started out in the financial realm, right? She worked yep. for like an investment company or something like that. And, and she then was, she was like, fuck this, I'm out. Everybody else had, uh, what did she say? Everybody else in my office had subscriptions to the Wall Street Journal and I had, I had subscriptions to food and wine. wine. <laughs> I just knew this life wasn't for me. Right? And, and okay, I'm not gonna shit on her, right? For that, cause the financial world can be very droning and dull and soul draining just as Patrick Bateman. Um, yep. But, but uh, she did not run into a Patrick Bateman. In fact, what she ran into was a fairly successful um, food critic, or was he some kind of chef himself, right? Anyway, she ended up writing a book with this dude and marrying this guy and opening up her own restaurant, right? Yeah. Um, where she would later leave him and buy him out to run the restaurant herself. And in her search for, you know, single investors. woman autonomy yep. and everything. Looking like for that, investors to support the restaurant. Uh, she ended up chatting with this dude who she met through Alec Baldwin, right? Yeah, right? Her pure food and wine was doing well enough for Owen Wilson to be walking around barefoot in that bitch, apparently. And um, after she adopted a dog, um, who she loved very much. She decided that that wasn't enough because the dog couldn't give her a dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> after she passed up chances with Alec Baldwin, um, she decided to play words with friends with some other dude who was like tweeting at Alec Baldwin. Baldwin um, and she thought he was witty enough and funny enough to actually meet in real life. And um, she started dating this dude who uh, introduced himself as Shane, right? Like, that's what he said his yeah, name was. Yeah, and like, um, she she basically ordered the Big Mac and was disappointed to see that it did not look like it did on the menu. Spoiler alert, Shane was not who he claimed to be, right? And he was making it seem like he was like, deep black ops, like, real covert government kind of guy. She said he had like a seal on his laptop that he had to like sign in special passwords and clothes whenever she was in the room. No, no, don't forget. She also thought he was a wizard. Uh, yes. Yes, because he gaslit the fuck out of Sarma. Oh my god. If you thought the Tinder Swindler was bad, this nigga, Shane, took gaslighting to a whole nother level. I'm talking about gaslighting so much that the canary would have died the second it entered the mine. Yup. That's a deep reference that I'm not sure a whole bunch of people are gonna get, but who did Sarma need a canary and not a pit bull? Because <laughs> he promised her he could keep, and this is, I find this so fucked up, right? Like this is a special, it takes a special kind of asshole to like, to gaslight you by using keep the death of your dog, right? Now, mind you, the dog wasn't dead. He was promising her that he could what? Make her and the dog immortal. <sighs> That's right, you heard it here, folks. I And not I, through being vegan, right? He no. didn't try to convince her that the dog was actually a vegetarian and <laughs> needed to eat raw food just like they were. Um, no. And that all of the money was a test and none of it was real. Yeah, no, he literally convinced this bitch that her reality was all a farce, right? That she was almost living in some weird matrix 
uh, Truman Show kind of lifestyle, right? And just by, you know, making her give him all the monies, all all the monies. Good morning, the, in case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. The monies from the restaurant, monies from her mother, right? Like her own mother gave him something like $450,000. Yeah. So once again, I just need to ask, hey, rich people, are you all right? No, they're not all right. Because they're <laughs> systematically trying to murder us while putting their money in the most stupidest of fucking places, dude. Like NFTs. Sarma literally tanked her restaurant twice chasing around after this nigga, right? Who was using her money to gamble. Um, I, I guess we should have called spoiler alert a long time ago. But um, yeah, Zig, it's trash TV. Like, Zig like they drop. give a lot of it. Uh, all right, I, I I saw it. I was I opened Netflix. I saw Bad Vegan, and then like five seconds into the trailer, they were like Wizardry Immortal Dog, and I'm like, well, I, fuck it, you got me. So much more to. Did you get to the meat suit part? Yup. Yeah. I did not think this level of gaslighting was even possible, um, especially for somebody who went to finance school. Yeah, right? um, and like some pretty prestigious like colleges, right? Uh, she's not a dumb person. So there was the whole argument at the end of the docu series was like Sarma up in on it, right? Like so that's the question I come away with, and that's why you should still watch it, right? Because there's debate as to how much of a victim she was, right? And there's an argument put up here: uh, Can somebody truly be? 100% complicit in brainwashing, right? Like, or not complicit, but be under, the, like, 100% under the spell of somebody's brainwashing. Except or for consequence. To, yeah, to what extent was she complicit with this whole thing, right? Because um, they brought up the uh, whole Patty Hearst thing. And I don't know how much you know about Patty Hearst, but she was, like, the heiress to, um... I don't want. I want to call it the Hearst Foundation, but it was a huge newspaper media corporation, right? Like think of it, the Hearst family is like the Condé Nast of their time, right? Yeah. Their daughter was Patty was kidnapped by the Sibanese Liberation Army, also known as the Move, and they robbed a bank, right? And like, and they they like. Well, okay, so they kidnapped Patty, then they brainwashed her into a revolutionary where she then helped them rob a bank and uh, bomb some, like, not bomb, they got bombed by government and local law enforcement and all that. They did a whole dollop episode about it, you should listen to it. Um, long story short is, they were, at the end of it, the people who were left alive from the Sibanese Liberation Army were put on trial, Patty Hearst was one of them, and she got off under the guise of being brainwashed, right? Even <clears throat> though, even though she was complicit in just about all of the illegal interactions that the revolutionary, or that the movement took up. Um, and she was seen on camera willfully toting an AK-47 and robbing a bank. And they draw that connection at the end of this documentary, like to say, can you really call Sarma complicit in what ended up 
being the defrauding of investors and her co-workers to the tune of like six million dollars. Yeah, that's a long time to fuck up. A very long time. They went on the run for like four months, dude. And that was just when they finally went on the run. He, this dude was like gambling with her money and like just siphoning. Like I said, her mo- her own mother gave up $450,000. In less than four months, Tom Brady was already done with his family and he's coming back again. We didn't hit this yet? Nope. So, uh, yeah, no. Just I, real quick, Tom Brady's coming back. He pulled a Michael Everything Jordan. is right in the world again. He pulled a Michael Jordan, yo. Yeah, but he's, you know, Michael, he's not going to go play baseball. He's just... Stole some headlines for a couple of weeks, and now so, he's coming back. I guess he pulled a Jay-Z. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more accurate. Yeah, He retired, but he didn't actually retire. If Tom Brady was going to do any other sport, what sport do you think it would be? And why is it NASCAR? I was going to say golf or hockey. No, if it, if it was the equivalent to Michael Jordan going to play baseball, I feel like it would have to be NASCAR, right? Or ho- hockey's a good one, though. But I feel like Tom is just a little bit too old to play hockey, but just... Hockey players play forever! Do they? Yeah! I don't know anything yeah, about hockey. Yeah, hockey. hockey players should... There are some hockey players that have played four different decades. Damn. How many has Tom played in so far? Three? Three. Three. So this would the be... The odds, the tens, the twenties. So this would be the last year uh, that he would even be viable. I, like, honestly, like, speaking physically, and I know he's more physically fit than either you or I or most of average people, right? But this would probably the... Hockey, I feel like, is You know Tom Brady should have probably won the NFL this year, or the MVP this year, right? So hockey is probably pretty strenuous on your body. I would say a lot more, not a lot more so, but maybe a decent amount more so than maybe even football. I know Tom may be taking more. Actually, at this point, Tom isn't taking direct hits in football. You know what, actually? It would be like Tom Brady retiring to go on SNL. I feel like NASCAR is more, because he can sit, right? All he's got to do is turn left. Uh, <laughs> he's got the eye, right? You know, he's he can get in the zone and find the pocket to wheel that NASCAR. He's not supposed to leave the pocket! That's the point! <laughs> yeah, NASCAR feels about right. Alright, everybody. If you need to get Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, or Yu-Gi-Oh! Check out TokenMTG.com and use the promo code Ziggy for 10% off of your audit! And you can tweet at us at the flood pod on everything. And, and that's on everything. Or us, email us at thefloodpod at gmail.com. And let us know whether you would want to see... Fuck. Fuck, how did I forget his name that quick? I, I almost said Tom Hardy. Brady. Let us know whether you would want to see Tom Brady play hockey or drive NASCAR. Or be on SNL. No, nobody wants that. I think Tom Brady might. No, nobody wants that. Nobody wanted Michael Jordan playing baseball either. Giselle doesn't want it. The kids don't want it because they'll probably do some weird sketch. Him and Pete Davidson will do some weird sketch about kissing kids. No. Kanye would never. Did you not hear the Pete Davidson was in hot water for his fucking babies joke? No. Oh man, that's just a reminder that none of this none of this is, is normal. normal. You guys be safe. Look, it's a flood. It's, a flood. it's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Oh,
Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it black is time 